Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Tuesday. Jake Scott coming at you from our Vivint Smart Home Arena studios. Austin Horton across the glass from me and joining us safely social distancing from the Casa de Monson. The one, the only, the notorious Gordon Monson. Hello, Gordon. Hello, Jake. Notorious, huh? Notorious. I, I feel like you have some notoriety. Okay. Well, uh, I, I, I guess that's okay. Uh, sort of. That could be a compliment, right? <laughs> it could be. I think most people, when they hear the word notorious, don't necessarily have positive thoughts. But that's okay. I mean, it's all right. Isn't it somebody who's noteworthy? Notorious? Having notoriety? That could no, be good. No, somebody who's noteworthy is noteworthy. Hmm. Somebody who is dangerous and on the edge is notorious does notorious have to mean dangerous it doesn't at least it doesn't mean gaunt yeah gaunt was was <laughs> a a way uh not nice insult yeah <laughs> a compliment yeah yeah it was, it was not a compliment at all but uh okay well uh, nice effort there. hold on i'm working on it. i gotta bring up a firm definition here of notorious? Uh, wait, famous or well-known, typically for some bad quality or deed. <laughs> yes. That's typically, 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 typically. You're, you've you've never been called typical in your life, Gordon. No, I, that's that, that, that's probably true right from the beginning. But uh, anyway, I'm all right. I'm doing well. Hope you are too, Jake and uh, Austin. You holding up? Doing fine, doing fine. We're moving to orange, I hear, whatever that means. That means it's a moderate risk instead of an extreme risk, except for those who may be uh, vulnerable. They That is still uh, I I thought it meant uh, you couldn't have campfires. That's what I thought that meant. But. Oh, I see what you did there. So no, uh, no, no moving back to the hippie commune for you just yet there, Gordon, no? Huh? <laughs> no, 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 no communal I, living just yet, huh? I have, I've never uh, done the communal living thing. At least not out in the outback. Uh, you ever been by that uh, that on Interstate 15 as you go down to California? Uh, just I think just beyond the uh, Nevada California border, there there's that. What's that road called? It's like X Y Z or Z. 
Zizix. That used to be a, 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 I don't know if it was a hippie commune, but it was, there was a commune there. People used to sit around the campfire and sing songs and whatnot. It's a great I, song by Stone Sour called Zizix Road. Wow. Yeah. I, I feel like we could still do the campfire thing in, in distance, right? Would that work? Six feet? Well, it, it just seems to me like the words isolation and communal don't seem like they jive. No, no, they don't. You're right. You're right yeah. about that. So. What, uh, what's the what's the how do people view burning yard waste these days? I did I did um, <laughs> a little more um, pruning uh, than I had uh, room for in the old garbage can. How do I, I've got one of those campfire pit things? Like a barrel? Not like a well, kind of like a I guess a quarter barrel. You know I what see. I'm talking about. You mean like about, a you know? barrel barrel that the, the guys sit around and no. sing doo-wop songs to? The size of like a quarter barrel. Uh, you know, you've seen those those fire pits that people put in their yards. You know what I'm talking about. I can throw yard waste in there, right? That's fine. Uh, I know that Davis County for the rest of the year is a no open burn because of the fire up on the mountain. Right oh, now. yeah, that makes some sense. Well, I'm not— I'm You not, kind of live up on the mountain. Yeah, yeah you be careful, Jake. I'm not sure. I don't—, I don't I'm not building a bonfire. I've just—I've got a— I took a lot of, uh, and by the way, anybody out there knows the best way to get rid of ivy vines. I'm I'm all ears because we oh, just Do you have a lot of ivy. So much. Just there's there's one side of my house, Gordon, that we have neglected the yard a little bit, and the ivy has taken over, and I want it gone. And uh, I I've dumped uh, about a bucket of round, Roundup on the thing, and it just powers on through. Wait a minute, Roundup? Isn't that dangerous? Uh, well, I don't know if it was actually specifically the brand uh, Roundup, okay. but because okay. I know there's some <laughs> lawsuits in, uh, out there, but uh, it was weed killer, whatever you want to call it there, Gordon. Here's uh, here's the thing, Jake. I like the look of ivy if it's like on a brick wall or something, if it's well kept, if it's uh, if it looks uh, if it's uh, under control. But when ivy gets out of control, now you got all kinds of critters living in there, right? Uh, yeah, that's probably a bit of a concern. It also, if it even with brick, it it um, what uh, harms does the structure. Cause oh, the, does it? Yeah, does it, it crack your brick? There. Yeah, it does. Oh. So we're we're uh, we're starting over on that side of the house, and that starts with getting rid of all of this ivy. So we we pulled like as much down as we could, and now we're trying to kill the rest. But now I've got a big like stack, you know, pile of ivy in my yard that that would not, you know, after the garbage can was full. So can I set that ablaze in a responsible manner? I I would uh, discourage you from doing that. I, <laughs> what a weird question. Put it put it in plastic bags or something. Well, that doesn't. And sound... then light it on fire. <laughs> what, what does that accomplish? <laughs> That's a clean burn. <laughs> then throw it in the neighbor's yard. No, I like my no, neighbors. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, uh, dispose of it, uh, Jake, I think would be the better way to go. I don't know. Next time you go over to the school, ask the two police officers that are dawdling over there and ask them what the rule is. I should. I should. That's For a those good, of you who don't know solution. what that's referring to, uh, Jake uh, inquired of a couple of police officers uh, whether a dog on the loose was okay, especially, particularly the one that knocked his kid over. <laughs> the leash, the whole leash law. I asked what the the rule was, and they didn't know. And they did not know. Oh well, that's 
I don't know what to tell you. Uh, this what is this the, the Green Thumb Show now? I, I I don't know. Ask Scotty. He's the expert on all that gardening garbage. He is, he is the expert. But uh, yeah. Hey, I got I got something I got to say. Uh oh. I got something I got to say. Okay. And I don't think Lisa's listening right now. But if she is uh, today, Jake and Austin is my 37th wedding anniversary. Wow. Hey, how about that, Gordo? Congratulations. Yeah. That's great. Happy anniversary. 37 years of bliss. And uh, so uh, today is the anniversary. So I just wanted to send out my best to my bride, who is the best. Except I can't say she's the best because then it sounds like I'm putting down Whitney and uh, Naz. So, uh, you know, one of the best. Say it that way. Well, Although that, If you think my wife right or either. Jake's wife is better than your wife, then there's a problem. Yeah, right. If you preferred my wife to yours, then there'd be issues. So I know, but if I say... and have that opinion, pal. No, but if I say Lisa is the best wife in the world, then that doesn't that sort of throw a, a, a wet towel on all the other wives in the world? You know what? Say it like that. If, if I know my wife, <laughs> then I know that she does uh, value Gordon Monson's opinion above all else. <laughs> yeah, and right. it keeps her up at night knowing that she is not considered the best wife in the world by Gordon Monson. Well, okay, then as long as you say it that way, then in my opinion, my wife is the best wife in the world. And uh, I can say that honestly, and uh, and I wouldn't say it if I didn't think it. So it's not one of these BS kind of thinly veiled sort of must-do situations. Now, I, now, really, I what, really think that. Okay, no, now I believe you 100%, uh, and I, I truly and honestly do, but uh, you do have a lot to lose there, you know. She does. She does do a lot for you. Here we so go. So let's let's not you know say that you wouldn't have motivations you know uh, uh, otherwise. Now, now again, I do believe you wholeheartedly because I know your your relationship and uh, how good it is. But let's not pretend like. Like Lisa doesn't, uh, you don't depend on her in many, what? many are you, ways. Are you, are you suggesting that I am sort of entrapping her with a velvet compliment or something? Is that, no, I'm no, no, tra- no, no, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Again, don't say it like that. No, I don't feel like you've entrapped your wife, no. No. Uh, I, I mean, at I, least I really like- hope you, you haven't entrapped your wife. That would be bad. Yeah, yeah, you might have heard by then. By no, now, no, I'm I'm just saying that you know, she's she's a big part of your life, Gordon. She is. She is. Uh, and your life would is... be really, really. <laughs> Wait a minute. Different. Don't make, different don't make me sound. Her. Don't make me sound so hapless. Lisa, you're essentially uh, you're the freezer stuck. Again. I don't have. I don't need to help you in any way from sounding that. All right. You do fine on your own. But we, uh, we're all well aware of how appreciative of the relationship that you are. We got it. It's fine. Yeah. It's, you're am. not the only one in that boat. I am I am definitely appreciative. So on, on what should I under these circumstances, what should I do for her? Well, if I need to tell you that, Gordon, then it's been 37 boring years. 
<laughs> what? What are you talking about? What's the appropriate thing to do? I mean, should I give her a gift? I mean, or should I? What should I? What should I do? What's the? What's a good thing for me? How can I express my love and appreciation? Are you trying to get out of an anniversary gift by saying, "Hey, the COVID's around"? I are don't you? Know yeah. Are you deciding now at two o'clock on the day at two sixteen? <laughs> On the actual day, hey, should I get her a gift? Yeah, yeah, I'd probably. Well, do that. see, my wife and I are past the stage of of having to give a gift. Mm. You know, mm. it, it's it, it just it, that's not that's not uh, necessary anymore. But what is necessary is, is is thorough appreciation. So I I don't know if anybody has an idea. Because it's it's not appropriate to go shopping, right? I mean, you're not you supposed can, to do that. You know, you can figure out a way, Gordon. So you're saying I should have ordered something uh, last week? <laughs> should have done something. Something would would hmm. have been good. Yeah. Hmm. Should have thought outside of the box a little bit there, pal. And a little bit before uh, 217 on, uh, on the day of. Might have been a good idea. And especially because I know she got you something. No, well, not necessarily. Okay, maybe All I'm right. not sure. But if she did, it's going to be pretty awkward for you. And you've already admitted that you remembered, so that's worse. Oh, I, I've remembered. I already wished her a happy anniversary uh, first thing this morning. But, uh, but anyway, uh, I don't know. Uh, Thirty-seven years, man. And uh, and I got married late. I wasn't a young by Utah standards. I wasn't uh, young when I got married. But uh, 37 years, yeah. How how uh, old were you there, Gordon? What do you mean uh, by Utah standards? <laughs> I just wasn't, I wasn't young, young when I got married. I took my time because I wanted to make sure I was doing it the right way. You had to find so, the right parking lot to propose it. Yeah, well, none of us are, <laughs> I just, you know, none of us are good at math, Gordon. You can tell us how old you were. <laughs> I, was, I was older than average around here. But uh, I, uh, yeah, I, 42, I had a good run as a single person and uh, wanted to make sure, you know, I got all that rambunctiousness out of me. 45. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, what's your point? (laughs) Nothing. I just you just said there was older than typical Utah standards. And I just wondered what that meant. What about Delaware standards? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I bet Mr. Know-it-all would know what the average uh, age of marriage is, but I, I have in no idea. Mud, in the mud hen state? Uh, in, in, in nationally. Uh, I do know that it seems as though that in Utah, people tend to, to, to trend younger when they get married. Uh, and let's see. Mr. Know-it-all, a.k.a. Google, says... <laughs> The nation's youngest average age for a first marriage is indeed Utah, 24 for women, 26 for men. The rest of the nation is three years older for both women and men. Hmm. So were you 26, Gordon? I was uh, pretty close. So so anyway. Uh, it's, 48? It's, it's the anniversary, so I want to make sure I send out a positive vibe toward, uh, toward my bride and... Uh, that was the best decision I ever was involved in, even if it was in a parking lot. Well, we can all agree on that, I think. 
You know, the good thing about proposing in a parking lot is there's plenty of parking spaces to take up two or three with your car. Oh, hey. With oh, your nice car. Look at look at uh, Gordon getting all self-deprecating on his anniversary. <laughs> good for you. You must be in a good mood. We've got to your take parking stall lines are merely suggestions. You've got to take advantage of this today. You guys have just worn me down to the point where, look at me, I'm starting to believe what you say. Well, Lisa's favorite uh, bowler is going to be on the show coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, so <laughs> stay tuned for that. Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. That hurts, man, and that came from a listener, you know? Uh, we're going to have a guest uh, coming up at 3.30 who covers the Packers, Gordon, and I'm going to need Austin to give me the pronunciation because this one's going to require some practicing before he actually comes on. All right, so uh, I need need the head. Yeah, it was Gubla, Gublikowski, right? Uh, not quite, but we will uh, we will check in on what's going on with the Packers. Of course, Jordan Love going up there, and Aaron Rodgers going through what Brett Favre went through oh so many years ago. So we'll uh, find out about that. We've got a, a very fun partner profile today at two thirty. Jeff Miller of Mark Miller Subaru is going to be on the show. Of course, Gordon uh, Jeff, the co-host, along with our very own Austin Horton of Utah Car Sense, every single Saturday at ten a.m. And uh, you and I both are devoted listeners to that program. Uh, Austin, do you have any uh, any disparaging words you want to cast Jeff's way? Whoa. He's the last person Whoa. that I would ever have any disparaging thing to say. About. Are you are you trying to are you trying to start a fire on uh, Utah Carson's? <laughs> There's there. I've never met a better person in my I life. I know, than Jeff I know. But well, we like each other. We we rip each other, right? There's there's it's, a, it's kind of a guy thing. We. Uh, we, 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 it's a reverse kind of psychology. I don't know. I respect my friends. Well, there's good vibes <laughs> on Utah Car Sense. Why would you want to ruin that? They've got a good, good thing going. They've got good chi. They're even okay. doing uh, shows over, well, I don't know if you're using specifically Zoom, but uh, doing uh, like a, a show where Austin is in the studio and Jeff is on Zoom from home. And it sounds good. And you guys yeah, have, good. have uh, done a nice job. Hey, at least I've called into the show a couple times. You have not. Yeah, I have. It might have been before you were hosting it, actually. It's only but, been uh, five years I've been doing it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I have called in a couple times. <laughs> uh, back because when, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a car guy. Uh-huh. I like cars. Back when I, our guy, Tom Barberry, hosted the show. Man, yeah. I love Tom Barberry. What a stud yeah. that guy is. If uh, Tom, if you're listening out there, we're thinking about you. What a great guy. Uh, anyway, Jeff Miller is going to be on the show at 2.30, so we'll talk to him. Uh, Jeff, of course, very, very active in the community. If you know, uh, if you listen to Utah Car Sense, you know that. And uh, Mark Miller Subaru, uh, in particular, has been ahead of the curve when it comes to customer service for a long time, Gordon. And I know that uh, they're doing some exciting things to, uh, to deal with the uh, COVID pandemic. So Jeff's going to join us coming up right around the corner. You, Gordon, have a column that is up at sltrib.com. I read it. And uh, you applauded the NBA for uh, for the way that they've gone and handled their business through this thing. So we'll we'll examine your column coming up a little later on as well. All right, I'm all for it. Hey, you uh, you back to the bathrobe and tidy whities? No, I'm in athletic gear, as an athlete would. See, that's not how anybody pictures it, Gordon. We all just picture, oh, Gordon's at home, so he didn't bother to get dressed. <laughs> no, I'm fully dressed. Come on, I can't function if I'm not dressed. 
right? I mean, I, I don't, I don't like that feeling of. I mean, I have lounged in my uh, sleepwear for a while on some on, on certain occasions, but I, I feel better when I'm up and going. Well, you know, when I'm re- when I'm ready for action. I'll tell you this: I saw you on a video call earlier today, and you were clothed. I was. <clears throat> I'll leave it at that. Just clothed. You did have a shirt on. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, and I was not Porky Pig in it. No, I. Well, we didn't. I, I'd never thought that until now. Thanks for that, Gordon. <laughs> didn't Austin say he produces the show Porky Pig in it sometimes? I hope not, because I'm looking at Austin right now, and I know, but you can't see. He's 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 in the Austin. Uh, that's a personal question that I'll leave up to the <laughs> listener's discretion. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to talk to you, But Jeff. no pants is the only way to go. Jeff Miller is uh, going to join us next to Partner Profile. And Jim Orza- uh, Ozarski huh? is going to join us at 3.30. Uh, we'll check in with the Packers. So stay tuned. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's a Total Request Tuesday, so you can request uh, the theme Austin has come up with. uh, Songs or bands with the name of Rhodes in them, Gordon. Tweet at Austin Horton, at Jake Scott Zone, or at Gordon Monson. We're going to have a partner profile coming up here momentarily. Anything uh, come to mind there, Gordo? Uh... Who sings that Route 66 song? <laughs> uh, Abbey Road. Oh, what an awful song that is. Slash album. Yeah. I, uh, just kidding. I'm just kidding under your skin, Gordon. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing else comes to mind. I'm sure there's a bunch of them. Uh, Ventura Highway? Yeah, that's a great one. That is a good one. All right. So uh, uh, songs or bands about roads. Or that have road in the title at Austin Horton at Gordon Monson at Jake Scott Zone. Uh, very busy on the show today. Looking forward to talking to Bowler. A highlight of every Tuesday that's coming up at the top of the five o'clock hour. And what a coincidence that we talked to Bowler on your anniversary, Gordon. <laughs> a coincidence? Well, I'm just saying that, given her pet da- pet name for you. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. <laughs> that was the best reaction ever. Good one. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like it's not like we don't know, Craig. I mean, uh, you know, I vacationed with the man and his beautiful wife, and uh, so I don't need that thought being assigned to my wife. I know, I know. All right, it's time for a partner profile. In fact, uh, let's talk to one of our favorites. Austin, hit it. It's time to showcase those that are helping all of us through these difficult times. This is a partner profile on the Zone Sports Network. 
Of course, you know him from Mark Miller Subaru, both dealerships. You can hear him each and every Saturday at 10 a.m. alongside Austin Horton on Utah Car Sense. He's the one and only Jeff Miller with us here on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jeff, how are you and yours? Everybody doing all right? Yeah, doing well. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great, but you've got to verify something for us before we get started. Has Gordon, in fact, called in to Utah Car Sense? I think Gordon, has he? Yeah, I did. Gordon was telling us he did. It was a couple years ago, but yeah, I think he did. Okay. He definitely did. We're just making sure. I know Austin talks about him so much that I just feel like he's on every every week. (laughs) Gordon has just been known to tell a tall tale uh, at times, so we just thought we'd verify that one. You know, we just thought we'd check and and (laughs) see. I will confess, Jeff, that I tried to get Austin to, to, to say something about you that you would get mad at him for, and uh, but he wouldn't budge. So he's, he's No, he's very fun. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have a great show on Saturdays. I always uh, get a, when I get a chance to listen. I always enjoy it. But uh, but you keep hey, hey. you keep Austin on his toes, though, Jeff. I like since, it. Yeah, so Jeff. Since we have you here, I want you to verify something for me. All right, these guys are always giving me the business about driving nice cars. Now, you sell yeah. nice cars. So, will you please explain to them... Not as nice as, that, not as, nice as your car. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the king doesn't have hold as on, nice Hold car. on, Jeff. Now, will you explain to these guys that just because you have a nice car doesn't mean you're trying to, one, impress other people or be vain. Or it's just that you love the driving experience. Will you please explain this so these guys can understand? There's nothing better than a good driving experience, but you can do that in a non-luxury vehicle as well. Agreed. I have a Subaru Legacy myself and enjoy it greatly. Yeah, see? That's, that's where I'm at on that one. And we got a Subaru Crosstrek at our place. Yeah, see? We know what we're doing, Jeff. Uh, hey, before we get started with what's going on at the dealerships, because I know it's uh, it's a lot of cool stuff. I got to say, we had uh, what was it, Gordon? A week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, uh, we had uh, Carrie Romano from uh, the Ronald McDonald House on, and she told us all the stuff that you're doing uh, with them and for them. And I got to congratulate you what they're doing and getting uh, first responders and helping them with transportation. Uh, hats off to you, Jeff. That's great. Yeah, we've been a long time partner with Ronald McDonald House. Just, I, I was on their board for a long time too, and with just what they do and helping families that are going through worst times of their lives, it's just really, truly incredible. So we're happy to help them. Jeff, what's the motivation when a company like yours gets involved with that kind of cause? What, what's the motivation behind it? What prompts it? Uh, our motivation's always been that I feel a responsibility that if we're going to have a successful company and the company's going to bring us happiness and support our families and everything like that, that we have a responsibility to give back to the community that creates that for us. So we have a responsibility to pick good nonprofits and help them and not only get them money, but volunteer time and press and anything we can do for them just to make our community stronger. I'll tell you one of my favorites, uh, Jeff. I don't think I've ever talked to you about this, but I went down to the the Children's Museum over there at the Gateway, and the Mark Miller Subaru uh-huh. Garage in the in the kind of tiny town is incredible. It is so awesome. My daughter went nuts. Yeah, we absolutely love that setup. It's actually cool since um, since we created that. Mike Aguilar it was kind of his dream to set that up. He's our marketing director. Um, 
Subaru of Las Vegas actually stepped up after we did that, and they've done it at the Children's Museum in Las Vegas as well. So oh, there's a Subaru cool. set, same kind of exhibit at that Children's Museum as well, and Subaru's trying to make it a nationwide thing to get it all over the country. That's awesome. So, Jeff, what's, uh, what's going on right now with this particular challenge that everybody seems to be facing? Uh, what, uh, is there anything that, that uh, you're including uh, in your business other than what we've talked about that uh, is uh, to help, uh, help your customers? Uh, it's, I mean, it's definitely been a challenge. And with I mean, business probably down 50% on the sales side just from people staying home and protecting themselves and their family, which we see. We've the biggest change we've made on the sales side is little is doing pickups and drop offs and bringing cars to people's houses and changing how we sell cars. I mean, we signed I think we've signed at least a dozen deals this month in people's driveways versus no. them coming down to the store. We actually have a customer right now as I'm sitting in our Southtown store that is on a picnic table that we set out outside the dealership to sign paperwork because they didn't wow. want to come in. Well, that's awesome, Jeff. And I know, uh, well, I know from listening to Utah Car Sense that you guys have made customer service and finding different ways to serve customers a priority. In fact, you've been doing the valet service for how long now? Now, that's actually been the biggest thing that's kind of saved us during this whole thing is that we've been doing valet pickup drop-offs for almost two years now. And so when this all started and every other store and dealer in the state is trying to figure out how to do pickup drop-off, we already know how. And so I mean, we're doing 45 to 50 a day hmm. picking people's cars up at their houses. That's great, and it's because, you know, people still uh, need to get around. They need to get to the grocery stores. I mean, we still rely on uh, on transportation even at a time like this, and I, I, I think it's great that you guys have found a way to help folks maintain their vehicle because it's so necessary. Yeah, I mean, I think people don't realize how dependent on their vehicles are and how important their vehicle is to get them to what they do. I actually had a customer come in the other day to my office while I was in there and she was getting her Outback serviced because it had a check engine light and a few things, safety issues that needed to get done. And she said that her job is to use her Outback to deliver medical supplies around Northern Utah. And without this, she couldn't do it. And so, I mean, it really kind of hit home on why we need to be there to help in that way. Jeff, the cars you sell, the, the particular brand, it, it, it just it speaks to the people of Utah. I mean, I see the cars that you guys are selling and and uh, servicing all the time around this state. Uh, it must be one of the top sellers uh, per capita anywhere in the country. Yeah, Subaru, this is one of Subaru's strongest markets in the country for sure. I think we're third or fourth ranked brand in the state of Utah, and we're doing it with only seven models. So I mean, we don't have a we don't have trucks, we don't have minivans. All of our cars are pretty much sport utility vehicles and sedans. And just with that, with the limited model selection, we actually we sell quite a few. Any uh, Anything else you want to get out to the listeners, Jeff? Uh, any partners or, or any word you want to get out to the community? No, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing for me is just support, is make sure you're supporting everyone around you. I mean, the, especially all these nonprofits out there in the world right now, they're hurting just like you guys are, just like most companies are. They're hurting for help and they're hurting for that business. And how they've gone out to fundraise all these years has changed. I mean, I don't know if you ever saw it. Ronald Dollhouse last week did an online gala, an online auction, and was very successful with it because the community stepped up for him. But there's a lot of places out there and food banks and animal shelters and things that need your help for sure. So if you can afford to and you can, please, please try and help. 
Mark Miller Subaru, two locations for you, 3535 South State Street there in Salt Lake and 10920 State Street uh, there, their Southtown location. And, of course, here, Jeff Miller alongside Austin Horton, 10 to noon every single Saturday. Jeff, thanks for everything. Thanks for jumping on. And I know you were a little flexible with our schedule. We appreciate that, too. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. There you go, Jeff Miller, our friend from Mark Miller Subaru. And, yeah, you know, Jeff talked about how they've had that valet uh, system up and running for a couple of years now. But if there's one thing, you know, we're going to we're gonna learn some lessons with this pandemic. And I would guess a lot of, uh, you know, dealerships out there are going to learn some lessons, restaurants, radio stations. I mean, everybody's just trying their best to help folks at this time. And we just hope maybe we can take some positives from it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you got people who are doing business like Jeff, who are good, honest business people, I mean, it. I don't know. It just seems to mean more at a time like this, you know. Couldn't agree more. And uh, what they're doing with the Ronald McDonald House uh, is is really, really cool. All right. We want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions. Backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs, it's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. We will have more Big Show. We'll talk about Gordon's column coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. What's going on top of the 3 o'clock hour, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone? Chris Mannix with us from Sports Illustrated. I'd probably put my money on the game coming back in some sort of postseason form in July. And that means a three- to four-week type of training camp in June. Maybe they try to squeeze in a couple of regular season games. I don't know, but I do think we see some form of postseason in the month of July. A lot of this is going to be predicated on what we see coming out of Georgia and Oklahoma, states that are open for business on a limited level, two states that also have NBA teams. If they're able to do it safely and we don't see a spike in infection rates and other states start to follow suit, which I'm sure they will, then I can see a lot more momentum for getting the game back. That was Mannix from yesterday on the big show. Welcome on back. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Austin, this goes out to... Ben wanted a little Bob Seger turn the page. All right. Shout out to Ben on a Total Request Tuesday. Nothing wrong with that. Our theme today, songs or bands that are inspired by roads? Is that correct? Yeah, they have the name of a road or a road-type name in a song or a band, whatever. Okay. So let us know what you want to hear. So it said they're on a lone highway or whatever. So what does it say? Yeah. On a long, lonesome highway, right? Ooh, Gordon, the highwaymen. Can I put in a request for the highwaymen? Sure. Sweet. You have to tweet it. I'm just kidding. Okay. I mean, we are sitting... (laughs) Not in the same room necessarily. Well, there's a queue. But... There's a line. Okay, there. That is true. I don't want to bump anybody. Wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> Wouldn't want to, you know, pull a Gordon Monson. Unless and... you got a couple of George Washingtons in your pocket. Austin, I don't know if you've heard this, but they're discouraging the use of cash. I've hey, had... do you want it played or not, man? That's your choice. I, don't I haven't had, I haven't had cash in like two months now. <laughs> Usually, I like to have five or ten bucks on me or something for the machine or whatever. I haven't had cash for a while. Gordon, why we all know discur- that you- Why are they discur- discouraging the use of cash because of it spreads germs? Yes. Where have you been? They've been talking about this for a while. I haven't paid much attention to it because I'm, I don't really... Uh, money doesn't interest me that much. Most... 
most most uh, businesses out there actually, or I shouldn't say most because I really have no idea, but a lot of them that I've encountered uh, that are still operational have gone card only because mm. it's the, the you, know, you think about it. I mean, yeah. Well, the arena, even before all this, went card only. They did. Uh, they did. So, any anywho, Gordon, good to catch you up on the whole cash thing. Yeah, thanks. Welcome to the party. Let's go to break. Take your, take your card with you next time you go out. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Gordon, let's talk about your column today, up sltrib.com. I'm assuming it's going to be in tomorrow morning's edition, correct? I imagine, yes. Uh, it is at sltrib.com. And essentially, I'm, I'm giving credit to the NBA for – for making the right decisions throughout this whole COVID-19 thing, I, I think they have established themselves as a league that has the best interests of everybody uh, in, in, in involved in their, uh, in their decision-making process. And we heard that from Chris Mannix coming back. I, I don't know what the NBA is going to do, but I am apt to trust it because they have been careful and cautious and concerned about the welfare of not just the players, the coaches, the personnel, uh, everybody who works in an arena or around a team in any way, shape, or form, but also for the fans. Uh, they acted appropriately and quickly when when Bigo Bear and Donovan Mitchell tested positive, and I think they've been making the right decisions and had good, strong logic and have been guided by science and by all kinds of metrics that they that, that they're measuring with to see when that coast is clear and when it when it is reasonably clear i trust that that league is going to make the right decision i might even trust it more than i trust the federal government oh well that's not something as a political statement i just i just think that they're using good sound logic as to how they're going about that. So if they do restart the season at some point, in whatever form it will take, because even though they're being cautious uh, about human life, uh, they, they still want to start up business again. And if they do, I, w- I think it will probably, I, I trust the decision. I, I think they're going to, if they do go and they have a, a postseason or whatever form they take it, uh, even if it's truncated in a major way, I will feel fairly certain that they've done their homework enough to make that right decision and to do it the right way. Yeah, I, I think they've been good. I think they've also been good at, at trying to, you know, brainstorm ways to make it work because inevitably that's what they're going to have to do is figure out a way to uh, to make it, it work. And I would not blame them if they in an effort to do so, went to a friendlier state if indeed a, a bubble situation happened, right? Or, or had to move training camps into facilities in states that, that it was able to do that. It may, it may come to that, Gordon. I don't think the NBA is going to be able to wait for every state to give it the green light to come back and function, if that and makes any sense. it's impossible to do it normally uh, as long as that is not equal. Right, and so right, you're right, right. They would have to centralize it somehow yep. to, to, to get it done. They would. So, Or at least that's, that's the most logical solution that, that I see because I don't think going back to business as usual is going to be an option, um, certainly in time to finish the latest season. So they're going to have to think outside the box. And if, a, a you know, a, I don't know, Gordon, a, a, 
you know, a college campus in South Dakota is the option. I don't know. I mean, wherever you can find it work, they're going to be beholden to, to some politicians in this situation. I, I think it's interesting um, them kind of setting a date uh, as, what is it, May 8th, that they can return to team facilities because I, I don't believe that all franchises are going to have the all clear um, from their states to do that by May 8th. Because I, I don't know all the states, but I know in particular Virginia, which doesn't have an NBA team, I guess, but Virginia is locked down until June 14th. So I'd guess that there are other states out there that are operating under similar parameters. So there there's still some things that they're going to have to figure out. Yes, there are questions to answer. But, see, I think they have the finger on the pulse of, of what the right thing to do is. Uh, I guess that's a mixed metaphor, but you know what I'm saying. They're, they seem to be listening to the right people. And, and uh, that you know, when it comes to the integrity of a league, that's pretty important. And the last thing they want to do is start up and then have to shut down again. So I think they are being appropriately cautious as they've gone about this thing. Because nobody wants to go to all the effort of of providing some sort of system that works or at least seems to be, that it will work and then have it not work and then you got to shut it back down again that would be that would be fairly devastating i think for the league can I, can i ask you this and i i have no uh idea what your opinion is on this do you feel like the nfl has operated appropriately throughout all of this uh, I, I thought the draft was. I thought the draft was okay the way they did it. I totally agree. I think they've been yeah. just fine. Why not? You know, uh, they've gone through free agency without having too uh, you know much of a problem. They, they've done the draft. They've adapted to the circumstance. I don't think they've been particularly recle- uh, reckless. Their biggest hurdle is going to come with: Are they going to have the season on time or a season with fans at all? So we'll see where they fall uh, coming up a little bit later on. But thus far, I've got no problem with the NFL operating under parameters that that make sense to continue operation. Do you think it's easier for the NBA to to uh, have games without fans than it would be for football? Uh, sixes either way. Other than, you know, the gate's a big moneymaker, not only for the NBA for football, and they only have, you know, how many home games a year to uh, to make their money, right? So that's rough, right. but I, but you I could mean, have, you could have the Green Bay Packers and the Cleveland Browns meet up at a practice facility and have a game. I mean, that that's happened where they've had preseason practices that way or something. Maybe you could do something like that. I always think of that more in terms of the NBA than I do the NFL, and with the with the money that these leagues typically generate, I, I imagine that they can get by without the gate for a while well i yeah you would hope so i i would i would certainly think so too i mean this is going to be dependent on testing and that sort of thing uh in order to provide a safe environment to do it as we always have to say when discussing these sorts of things but well i mean both of those sports are are contact sports and you got guys that are that are uh, draped over each other and uh it's close contact and so obviously that would have to be a part of it All right, coming up next, we've got What's Going On, the highlights from across the Zone Sports Network. Uh, We'll get to that straight ahead. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.